On today's show, which players in the NBA could make a leap the same way John Morant did this past season? We'll talk about all those guys. And then, of course, we got to count it up on some of our favorite, most fun things in the NBA, including the coldest quotes in NBA history. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Angstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms covering the biggest stories in the NBA, including on YouTube, where you can comment below. Let us know. Let us know who's going to make a John Morant type leap. We'll explain this in a little bit, but joining me as always on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls, what you got for me, Pat the Designer? Is it possible for John Morant to make another John Morant type leap? (laughs) My guy went from off the all-star team to an all-star starter. I don't know. What do you do after that? You become MVP? MVP, MVP, MVP. I guess, is the next... That's the final frontier for John Morant, but uh, Pat, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking too happy today. This this Chicago sky came away with a win tonight. Hey man, I, I'm happy with my team, man. Candace Parker, is she the goat? Is she not the goat? Check out Locked On WNBA for the answer. Mm, Locked On Women's Basketball, good stuff every single day over there. All right, they actually have playoffs. We don't have real games. I know, right? They have real games. Go go listen to them. We don't have to talk about Kevin Durant anymore. That's all. That's oh, all we have now. Praise the one. Oh, man. Uh, All right. On today's show, we're going to talk about players who can make a John Morant type leap because I always find it fascinating when there are guys like what John Morant did last year who, okay, John Morant in 2021 is his second season in the NBA. He was like 19 points a game, about seven assists a game, played 32 minutes. The the Grizzlies were like 38 and 34, so they're only like four games over 500. He finished seventh in the West. In, in terms of like all-star voting for guards, he finished behind Curry, Lillard, Luka, Mitchell, Booker, and Chris Paul. And you're, that makes sense. All those guys are really, really good. Yeah. They go into the playoffs. He has the first game one win against the Jazz. Everybody's eyes just pop out. and You say, oh my gosh, look at this guy. Then he has the 47-point game in game two. And then he rides that momentum into his 2022 campaign where he averages 27 points. So he goes up by eight points a game. He averages six rebounds, just about seven assists, 33 minutes. Um, and the Grizzlies go 56 in 26. And I know for everybody listening that says, Oh, well, what about the record without John Morant? They still went 36 and 21 with John Morant. So they still had, they were still 15 games over 500 with him. Uh, yeah. He was second in the Western Guards. He was an all-star starter. They beat Minnesota in the first round. He had that 47-point game against the, the Warriors, and then he got hurt at the end there and didn't play the last three games or so. And so we're talking about those type of guys, like a guy that can make that sort of leap, that can go yeah. from, all right, he's coming, to, oh, like, he did it. Like, like he's, he's here. He is now one of the best players in the NBA, maybe top 10, top 15, or something like that, to go from, I don't know, outside the top 30 to, to up there. So... I'm going to give you a couple of names, and let's let's just start throwing these names back and forth, and we'll see which ones. Let's do it. This is my number one guy. I'm just going to start with him. I'm starting with the number one. Let's do it. And it's Anthony Edwards. It's Got Ker- to. It's Kermit. It's Kermit himself. From, Kermit? From, He's Kermit? From Hustle. Did you watch Hustle? <laughs> oh, 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 okay. All right. Uh, makes I'm, more sense. All right, I'm going to call him that, you, I'm I'm gonna call him that forever. Just, as long as Juancho Hernan Gomez is Bo Cruz, uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is Kermit. Um. Last year, 21 points a game, about five rebounds, about four assists. 
Yeah. He was shooting 44% from the field, 36 from three, 78 from the free throw line. He goes to the playoffs. He steps up in every category. Takes a bigger load for the uh, for the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. He was 10th in all-star voting last year. So he's like right in the same spot that, that John Morant was last year. Like just the yeah. trajectory of where he was, his his you know, caliber as a you know, a highly touted draft pick. Uh and then you look at what Minnesota did, and I don't think anything that Minnesota did points to a lower usage percentage for Anthony Edwards or a, like less of a responsibility. I actually think it points points to more. Because, yes, they added Rudy Gobert. But their scorers right now are Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, obviously Anthony Edwards. But Beasley is gone. Patrick Beverly has gone. Like, those are the next guys as far as field goal, field goal attempts last year. The yeah. top ten for them were... Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, he's still there, Patrick Beverly, Jalen Noel, Nas Reed. Um, and then you're, you're just like, okay, well, they they don't have Beasley anymore. They, they're going to need somebody to step up on the perimeter. I think it's Anthony Edwards. I, take, I think he takes a huge leap next year. I agree with you. I, I think that when you look at Anthony Edwards' game, right, like he can do it all. He said it himself, in fact. Uh, <laughs> most humble guy in the NBA by far. But when you when you look I, at his game, right, you like – see him throw a football. It's like, Hey, listen, when when Tom Brady says, hey, I know you're doing that basketball thing, but uh, we got a spot if you want it. Um, but I, I think the thing is, right, we we attribute those guys, like you said, with John Morant, right, with the wins. Nobody expected Memphis to win like that. And I think the thing that, that you're going to look at most is the fact that Cat seems like he's going to be in more of a position that suits the type of player he is. Um Rudy Gobert's basically still going to be the defense, but you're going to have better defensive players standing next to him. And then Anthony Edwards being able to take that offensive load and still having that two-way ability, you have to love what Anthony Edwards can bring to a game. He was the first player that came to my mind, and I'm mad that you get to go first. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has to be, because I, I looked at three yeah. different like three different things that a player has to do to make a John Morant-type leap. You have to have a mm -hmm. big leap in production. So for some guys, it's going to be hard for them to take – to make a big leap in production because yeah. they've already been productive or they just don't have the juice to get to that next level. Like there's a couple other guys I'm going to bring up. I don't think they have the juice to get a huge jump in production. You have to have the team success, like you said. That's a huge one. So yep. it can't be Tyreek Evans, right, who puts up big numbers for a Sacramento Kings team like long ago, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, well, the team success is not behind it. And then you have to have a rise in status. So John Rant went from non-all-star to all-star yeah. starter. Like you just rate, completely raise your status, raise your stock, however you want to put it. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is my number one guy. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a guy that I think might surprise a lot of people. Right, very young, but listen, this is still no matter what we say, the big men will dominate this league if they have the talent to do so. Your last two MVPs and runner-ups at MVP have True. been big man. Um, and I think there's a guy that has a, a possibility to take that leap this year, and that's the young fella out in Cleveland, Evan Mobley. I mm. think that team is going to have to realize that its best chance to win offensively is going to be the combination, not of Karis Levert and Darius Garland, but that combination of Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. Evan Mobley averaged 15, 14.8 points per game. I'll give him the roundup, 15 points a game, 8.2 rebounds, 1.8 blocks per game, was a really good defender for that team. Uh, scored it at 50% from the field 
I think he's a guy that is poised to take a big step forward. And you know we love the big man in the NBA. So, like, if you start seeing this dude get to the point where he's putting up 20 points a game and the Cleveland Cavaliers are winning and stuff like that, all of a sudden you're going to look at him and be, oh, he's one of the best bigs in the league. He's got to be an all-star starter. you got to have him in these conversations because we like to see the new guy move up the ranks. And I think Evan Mobley absolutely should uh, did he he won rookie of the year? Am I not mistaken? He won. No, Scotty Barnes. Or did Scotty Barnes get it? Yeah. Scotty Barnes won. He was, all, it. Uh, he he was, was all, runner up. He was all rookie, but he yeah he didn't win. But but he was on a he was on a playoff team or a playoff yep. caliber team last year. Yep. And his his numbers were like decent, like you said, fifteen and eight. And his efficiency was was fine, but it was good for a rookie. And yep. so he has that ability to take that leap. Uh, year one to year two, sometimes it can be tough. But like Luca did it. Luca went from like. Not an all-star to all in all like all NBA first team. So it can happen where you take that huge step forward. I have Luca Derek- went from Atlanta being like, We're not upset that we traded Trey Young for you to be like, hold on. What about that pick next year? Hold on now. Wait a minute. What's going on with that? (laughs) I put Darius Garland on this list too. We Mm. we can hit him. I mean, he was an all-star last year. And so you're like, can he rise that much in his in his status? But I don't know if people are really looking at Darius Garland like he was an all-star, right? Or that he was that like that good last year or even like where John Morant was this year. And so I think he can still jump up in that, uh, in that category. So either one of those, either one of those calves, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley could take a John Morant type leap. And we could see that team that we could see that team be like Memphis East where all of a sudden, like hopefully for them, Isaac Okoro like steps up and becomes their like Desmond Bain or, or any of the the Grizzlies guys they took. But yeah, those are good ones. Both those Cleveland guys coming up. I got a bunch more. I got a couple more. I want to go through. I have a sleeper. That I don't think anyone will consider for this, but I think we should. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. We are talking about the WNBA Finals, the WNBA uh, or Conference Finals. I'm looking at an image of Becky Hammond screaming at the Aces right now. And Becky <laughs> legitimately, Hammond, legitimately. Just she's just been out of her mind coaching in the, in the playoffs, and just like she's like, we got to do this. They have been the favorites so far, according to Bet Online, to win the WNBA title. You can go and bet on them right now. You can bet game to game. You can bet uh, NBA futures. You can bet NFL. Oh, your Bears, my Bengals. There'll be all kinds of stuff happening in the NFL on Bet Online. So you can go check it out. Find all the odds and lines and spreads and stats. Check it out. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Pat. We're continuing on our list of players who can make a John Morant type leap. Maybe John Morant can make a John Morant type leap again. Like literally from 29 points a game to what, like 35? 40. Yeah, 40. 40. He's an MVP. I'd cook Jordan. Here's a couple, here's a couple <laughs> others I have that are just like, they're right there. Like it, like they're right in that category. Let's do it. DeJounte Murray, all-star replacement last year, so did make an all-star team. He's playing next to Trey Young now. Rise in status. Team's gonna be better this year. And I think his production could rise playing next to a guy like Trey Young. The problem is there's a lot of mouths to feed in, in, in Atlanta, and I don't know if he's going to get the shots or the, the amount of ball time, especially with Trey Young there, but yeah. I could see him getting to a point where we're like, oh, dang, he's rising in status, but I don't know if he's he's not getting that number one status like John Morant is as far as like number one on his team. No, I and I think the problem is, right, he's got to – when you look at that team, he is the defense for the backcourt. <laughs> So he's going to have to take on so much of the load on the defensive end for that team. I don't see him be there's there's very it's very rare nowadays where you see guys that are able to play top tier defense and give you 
top level scoring at the same time. I mean, a John Morant leap for him. What what he averaged uh, this season? Uh, Dejounte Murray was what twenty. Yeah, wasn't he like 27 and 7, like something like that? Yeah, something like that. Like you you got to get to the point where unless you're just going to let him play point guard, right. You got to get to the point where you're averaging oh, he, he was, at a minimum 25. He was 21 8 and 9 with in lead leading two steals a game. So like for for production for him, that's going to be that's going to be the hard part. I think he'll yeah. rise in status and yeah. his team success will get there. I just don't think the rise in production will be there because he was already super productive for that Spurs team last year. Some of those counting stats are going to go down next year playing next to Trey. Yeah, um, but maybe scoring becomes easier for him, and he, you know, he becomes like a 25, 26 point per game scorer. He takes over and just dominates. That's not a bad one. Dejounte Murray's not a bad one. That Hawks team still got to show me, man. Like that's one of those teams I look so at. And I'm weird. like, great on paper. So weird. You got to show me that though. They had, they, uh, had, they had such great like stretches last year too. They would have like three weeks where I go, all right, here we go. The Hawks, they're back, yeah. and then they would just go back to three weeks of like under well, 500 would- basketball. In their defense, they would catch COVID again. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> literally. Uh, here's one where maybe we say he's there, but I, I'll get your opinion on it. Because I feel like he's still kind of relegated to like, yeah, he's a really nice player, Ooh, but he's not that jump. Don't take mine. Am I, am I about to take yours? Brandon Ingram. Ooh, that was my next one after after my guy. Yeah, Brandon Ingram one. to me. Brandon Ingram, and, and here's my reasoning behind it, right? Brandon Ingram, you would think he's like, balling out dominating he's playing really well but he's still kind of a mid-level player in the nba 22 points a game six rebounds five assists averaging about about two three-pointers made but shooting it at 43 percent on the season i think he's a player that could take a rise especially if you've got a healthy zion williamson because we know he can shoot that three ball i think he's the one that ends up with a lot of the open looks on that team because yeah. at the end of the day right. i gotta guard cj mccullum i gotta guard zion williamson there's gonna be a lot of kickouts to the corner, a lot of kickouts to the wing, and I think Brandon Ingram's gonna benefit a lot from that if he can knock those shots down. But I think for him, I could see him all of a sudden becoming a 27 to 29 point per game guy. And you're looking at that team completely different. And one of the clear indicators for me is did you do something in the playoffs? Did you show me something in the playoffs? And he stepped yeah. up and became their number one guy in the playoffs, where through the regular season, that wasn't necessarily the case. It was McCollum. Yeah. A lot of nights, and it was you know uh, Brandon Ingram some nights, but yeah, he was their number one guy for a lot of it. He had that thirty-seven point game, 37, 11, and nine in a game t- in a game two win against the Suns. That was a, just a big win for them. And, and uh, sometimes just having that playoff experience and that yeah. playoff success, you you got to look at. Is that his first playoff run? Well, he didn't make it with the Lakers. <laughs> well, we know that, right? It was like, it was like, are we gonna make the playoffs? Traded. Uh, yeah. That might be his first. It was, play- yeah. Well, no, it, that has to be his first playoff was. run. Yeah. Yeah, it was his first one. So, yeah, Brandon Ingram's a great one. Mine that I didn't want you to steal is LaMelo. That was a layup for me. I think Ah. LaMelo could be that guy because think about the rise in production. They're not going to have Miles Bridges for probably most of the season next year with the, you know, with the the charges and the domestic, you know, violence situation that he's got to go figure out in court. And so I think LaMelo could really take a a big step up. We could see him be the guy that takes it. Now, I don't think they're going to get the team success. Sorry, sorry, Charlotte Hornets. Sorry, Locked On Hornets. Walker Mel, Doug Branson. Yeah, they're, sorry, they're not. They're not. They're not going to get that. But I think he could take another step forward. Where this is my team. I'm taking over. Maybe some of the centers that they add can actually be good, like rim runners for him. Yeah. And uh, and it's not just an empty an empty position for him. And so that one's interesting to me. But he uh, he definitely is like primed to make that next like that leap. 
I like it, but the question is, right, like, where, how does he improve it, right? And I think because LaMelo's so, like, LaMelo can score, but LaMelo really was trying to pass the ball to his teammates. He's not going to have them this year. He's not going (laughs) to have anybody to pass it to, so it's like, maybe he's going to get his, maybe he does get the scoring up, but I I don't, I don't know if that's going to be enough to, uh, to vault him uh, to those heights, I would say. I think that's going to be a, uh, a interesting one at the end of it. Another one for me that I think you could talk about on this guy. Now, there's so many things that have to go into it. <laughs> so many things. This is my stretch. Okay. De'Aaron Fox. Mm. De'Aaron Fox has so much talent, has so much ability. Is one of the is probably the fastest player in the NBA. I was going to say one up, but he's probably the fastest player in the NBA at going from the top of the key to the bottom of the key. I feel like we feel like De'Aaron Fox is is like thirty because of just like in Sacramento years he's probably forty five. But De'Aaron Fox was somebody who was twenty point six a game last season and five assists on forty four percent from the field. I think you might see an uptick in production, especially being able to work with Sabonis. If they can kind of all buy into that system, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to at least put up the numbers. Now, whether that turns into success, it's the Kings. So (laughs) that I don't know. All right. Here's my here's my sleeper one. Here's my one that nobody will think of that. I think people should think of. Let's do it. Tyrese Maxey. I, I'm there with you. It's tough because he's not going to be like a lot of people will look at it and say he's the third best player on the team. I get it. and I, But I think he could take a, a step forward. And I don't know if Harden can get back to where he was before, where Tyrese Maxey is, is clearly the second best player on the team. Last year, 17 and a half points a game, four assists, just about 35 minutes a game. And you start to think, OK, well. What about Harden? Isn't Harden going to take the ball away from him? Isn't he going to you know, put up less, you know, be less productive without Harden? Before Harden joined the team, he joined the team um, February 25th of last year, of this past year. Yep. Before Harden, he averaged 17 points a game, four and a half assists, and his shooting splits were 47, 39, 87. He started 50 of 51 games. With Harden, almost 19 points a game. So he stepped up almost two points a game. Assists went down by one. He shot better splits, 52, 48, 85. He started 24 of 24 games. First round against the Raptors in the playoffs, he had a 38-point game. He had a 34-point game against Miami in the second round. So he had the playoff success. His his counting of stats went up with Harden next year going forward. And you think, okay, well, he's not going to get the ball enough because of Embiid and, and Harden. Who else is scoring for this team besides these four guys? Embiid, they don't, they don't Har- pass it to Tobias Harris. Embiid, Harden, Maxi, and then yeah, throw Tobias, throw Tobias in there. But those three guys are not. They're not. They don't care about where Tobias Harris, Bobby's friend, is going to be. Be like their next. High, their two next highest guys last year that are on the team this year in field goal yeah. attempts: Georges Niang and Shake Milton. Like this yeah. is like this is a team that is top top heavy in scorers, and so I think I think we could see Maxi put up some really really good numbers next year. I don't know. He's he's not going to do the exact same thing as John Morant because it's hard to do a leap like that. But uh, that's my sleeper. I think that's the only thing I think that's tough one is if Harden is taking more shots like he said he is. You're gonna lose shots from Max. Max he played he wants well to next win Harden. this year. He, wants he played. To win yeah, yeah, it's still not gonna happen. He wants uh, to win. My sleeper, and I don't know if I can call it a sleeper, but he's my sleeper um, because I he's he's my guy. Uh, I got to go Zach Levine. 
I feel like Zach Interesting. Levine. Okay, how does he how does he take a, a rise in like status? Well, here's here's my thing, right? Zach Levine to me now has something very similar to a lot of these guys we have talked about, and he forced himself to get it while playing through injury, playoff experience. Mm. Finally, being in those big games, being in those big moments, being in those, okay, we've got to fight our way out of this. How do we figure this out? And having to do that on one leg and just realizing, okay, there's steps to this that we still have to go. I think you could talk about Zach Levine, especially, and here's the biggest thing for me, with the rule change that on the uh, take fouls now, it's a shot and one. You're going to see a lot more fast break points. By the way, this is a really good fast break team. I think you could see Zach Levine get close, if not average, 30 points a game this season. Now, maybe that's the homer in me. Maybe that's me being excited about it. But Zach Levine already, two seasons ago, uh, um, dealing with COVID and stuff like that, didn't play the full season. But averaged 27 points a game on 41% from the three-point line, 50% from the field as a whole, five rebounds, five assists. He wasn't that far off of it with a pretty bad team. And now they've gone and changed the rules for one of the best players in the world at driving to the bucket and finishing. Because people are too scared to stand in front of <laughs> <laughs> business decisions. <laughs> business decisions. By the way, Yuta Watanabe signed with the. Uh, never mind. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sure. <laughs> hey, <listen laughs> Breaking news. Yuta, Yuta Watanabe is like, bro. Hey, whenever I think of like business decisions, I always think of like Yuta Watanabe going, I would jump 10 out of 10 times. And it's like, hey, bro, that's a, that's a poor business decision on your part, dog. Let me, just Sign go, through, in well. let me go through a couple of mine that, that are outside shots. Let's do it. SGA, Shea Gilders Alexander. He was 11th in all star voting last Real year. Real outside. Real outside. 24, 5, and 6 were his splits last year. So the production is kind of already there for him. It's just team success. That's not going to happen. Yep. Uh, and he also already led the NBA in drives last year at 24, yep. 24 drives a game, which is an astronomical number of drives. Uh, Jalen Brunson, more opportunity if they don't trade for Donovan Mitchell. He had the forty-one point game against Utah. He's just not an explosive scorer to me. Like I, he just, I just don't see him going from sixteen points a game last year to like twenty-seven. I, I just can't see him taking that leap because that's just, just, just not how he scores the ball. Is, uh, is, is Thibs still his head coach? <laughs> that means he's gonna play like thirty-eight minutes. So. <laughs> he's gonna play thirty-eight minutes, but it's gonna be do also, your job. Also, that's another Tibbs reference for us. Another week, another week in a row of Tibbs. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't even know if we're in a row anymore. But at this there, point, and then there's four guys that I think are too early, and I don't think their team will be good enough. In Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Halliburton. If you had to pick one of those guys, who would you pick? Scotty Barnes. I think. I think Scotty. I think Scotty Barnes. Here's the reason why. I think Scotty Barnes has the talent to make his team good enough. That team is not bad. Pascal Siakam, no, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi. They're already a really good team. They were a playoff team next year. Scotty Barnes got hurt. Let's be 100% honest. If Scotty Barnes doesn't get hurt, Philly might not make it out of that series alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I look at I look at Scotty Barnes as the kind of player that if he can take a leap from his rookie season, you could be talking about him the same way we talked about Anthony Edwards last season. He's got that level of talent, and I'll say this: even even to take it further, he's got a better team around him. Oh yeah, all right, yeah. So they, if they he plays last year, 
If he plays anywhere near Anthony Edwards' level, yeah, than Anthony Edwards did last year. If he plays anywhere near Anthony Edwards' level, they're going to be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Let us know in the comment section below who's going to take a John Morant-type leap next year. Coming up, let's get into where we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas had some things to say about Giannis, <laughs> but how wrong was he? Also, the coldest quotes in NBA history. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Pat, we're continuing on Locked on NBA this week. The biggest stories in the NBA. And now we play our favorite game. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Where we count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. Gilbert Arenas had a lot to say on podcasts (laughs) and on radio hits and on clarifications and all over the place about Giannis Adetokounmpo. Specifically that... He's just not all that freaky. Like he's just not that good. He's not everything. The, he's cracked the up freaky to be. ain't that freaky. Is that what we saying? That's, Is that, that what we doing? That's what the New York Post said on the back page. On the back oh, page. Wow. Um, he clar- he tried to clarify some of his comments in an inst- a very long Instagram post that every single NBA player responded to. Very. Long. <laughs> it was it was a screenshot of a of an Instagram story of Giannis like laughing, and then it has the. Uh, it has the quote, Giannis listening to No Chill Gill podcast, hating on his Hall of Fame career. So it's like he's sort of like, you know, poking fun at his own self with this post. But Pat, go ahead and read the Instagram quote and let's count it up. How many times Gilberinas is wrong in this? And I'll, I'll hit it with a. I'll hit it with a that every time he's wrong. I love how we're doing the we're, this commercial is the greatest commercial of all time, so it still comes up. Sometimes it's hard to understand messages when success has been gotten. Kobe and Kanye commercial. Are you the same animal, but a boom, different, boom, beast? He, he put the emojis on there. He say. really he really loves he, his emojis. Yeah, he really hyped this one up. He dressed, listen, he dressed it how, up. Hold, side note, count it up. Count it up. How old do you up. have to be for uh, emojis to not be weird? Um, <laughs> Paul Pierce with the rocket emoji made it the weirdest. So I don't know if you can't. There's no more weird than that. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, the rookie Greek till now has just gotten stronger on his rim runs no, and ju- wiser. On. Just gotten stronger? He's just gotten stronger. That, that he's, he's saying it just. like That's the only thing he's gotten better at. No, that's the first one. Oh, yeah, 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 no. Uh, has he added any new skills to his game? Has his three-point percentage gotten better? Nope. Yeah, it has. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Has his mid-range gotten better? Nope. Yes, it has. It has. He literally was way better last year. Uh, <laughs> his ability. Has, to- his, has his free throw percentage gotten better? Nope. Yes, it has. <laughs> Has his back to the basket play gotten better? Nope. Since, since he was okay, this is all since he was a rookie too. This is what's getting me. This is what's this was like throwing me about this whole thing. Um, you're like not even halfway done with this. Not. Uh, he's gotten stronger. His ability to take bumps and finish has gotten better, which helps his overall True. shooting percentage. The same flaws he walked into the game with, he still has now, no. which is. Giannis and Dedekumpo couldn't dribble the basketball when he came into the NBA. Like, what are we talking about with Giannis? Hey, listen. What listen, is I'm this? Not read, I'm, I'm not reading this whole thing because there's like 30 emojis in the rest of this. It. <laughs> also, it's, also, it's been edited. I would love to know from Instagram, like, what part of this, this caption was edited. Oh, has it? Yeah, look at oh, the bottom. It has been it edited. Says edited. <laughs> Yo, it has been edited. That's true. No, I think I think this is the thing, right? When you talk about a player like Giannis, 
you're trying to compare him to pure skill players. And while Giannis may not be the best pure skill player in the NBA, which I think the point, that's the point Gil was trying to convey at the beginning of all of this. Sure. It doesn't matter. The goal of the game is to put ball in hoop. At the end of the day, Giannis not only puts the ball in hoop, but it doesn't matter how many people are standing around him. He will go through them to put the ball in hoop. That's like, I I like how I keep saying in hoop. Uh, That's like saying (laughs) that Shaquille O'Neal is not one of the better skill players in NBA history because he never had to develop a great back-to-the-basket game. Shaq's back-to-the-basket game was okay. Got the floater down a little bit. Yeah, I'm saying. But I wouldn't say he was, I wouldn't say he was a key, but his back to the basket game was better when he was skinnier. It probably got worse throughout his <laughs> NBA career. But like when you well, look his back at, was never to the basket. <laughs> well, it's true. When when you look at when you look at front. these dominant guys that don't have to, I'm sorry that we don't hold them to the same skill level that we hold the rest of the NBA to, but yeah. they don't need to have that same skill level. The fact that guys like LeBron do is impressive. But this whole this whole post to me was it, it, it's I get what you're trying to say, but it's irrelevant at the end of the day because Giannis is going to be in the Hall of Fame and, Hibachi, and he's it, not over 30 yet. And, and Hibachi is not, sadly. <laughs> Gilbert Reigns is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Sorry. Sorry. No chill, Gil. No chill a lockdown NBA over here. All right. Speaking of chill, the coldest quotes in NBA history. There was a Reddit post that was going around on NBA Reddit that was, what are the coldest quotes? Like the most savage kind of quotes that have been made in NBA history. So they started to share some. They did some some quotes that like didn't age well at all. Like like, And then, and then they, they took it and they were like, all right, let's do the ones that age the best. Like the, the most savage ones. Uh, okay. So I'm going to... Like, Don't get us canceled there, uh, Nick. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to give you one. And you're going to designate a temperature. So Let's zero degrees, negative yeah. 20, negative 200. You're going to go to what's the the coldest? What's the like point zero? Like the coldest Jenkins. He's a wide receiver at uh, <laughs> never mind. Um, I don't know. In the, in the I, key and peel sketch. Is that yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually a real wide receiver. <laughs> he plays in college. Uh, I don't think there is a, uh, a coldest. Is there like, I mean, different planets. I don't get know. We're out of our element. Now. Millions um, degrees cold. All right, I'll, for, I'll give it to you. For example, Luka Doncic last this past season, everybody acting tough when they're up talking to the Suns after a game five loss and they went on to win game six and game seven. Count it up. Give me a temperature. How cold is that? I mean, listen, it's recycled. It's it's uh, that that's that's like twenty degrees right there. That's that's a that's a balmy day when you're in the middle of Chicago <laughs> and it's been negative three. Like that's not like you're recycling Michael Jordan's quote. Steph Curry. In the play-in game, not this past year, the year before, against the Grizzlies, they lose against the Grizzlies, and he says, you don't want to see us next year. Count it up. I'll, I'll, give that a, I'll give that 10 degrees. I'll give that a 10 degrees. They came not, back the next year and beat him in the, in the well, second round. I, I I get you. Steph dominated. I, I, just, I still, you know, like I also expected the, the Warriors to come out of that with the dub. So. They age, these quotes have aged the best. Um. Patrick Ewing, people complain that pro athletes make a lot of money. But what they don't understand is that we need a lot of money because we spend a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now here's the thing. 
Well, that's a nice cold statement right there. Let me let me let me get that. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a negative five on that one. I'll give you a negative five on that one. That's a good one, literally, just because it's gonna take you a second if he says that to you in person to get over for it. you to even register what he just said. Like, I mean, they do spend a lot of money if you think about it. Like, All Star Weekend in the '80s, Larry Bird three point contest. He goes into the locker room and says, "Bro, are, are y'all who's coming in second place? Who's coming in second, bro?" That that's that's ice cold, bro. That's ice cold. We're we're on another planet on that one. That's that's negative. That's negative fifty. That's negative a hundred. You're getting down on that one because like imagine you got to think these guys are all competitors. Yeah. And he came in there all and stars. looked them in the eye. They're the best three point shooters in the NBA. And he looked them in the eyes like, which one of y'all coming to say? Are y'all who's coming in? Crazy. Uh, Antoine Walker was once asked by a reporter, why do you shoot so many threes? And he said, because there are no fours. <laughs> Count it up. <laughs> I'll give him that one. I'll give him that one. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'll, I'll give him a zero on that. That's zero degrees. Zero degrees. That's, it's not icy, <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, technically, all of these are below freezing, so I guess. <laughs> uh, Kobe, after his 62-point game in three quarters against the Mavs, was asked, why didn't you come back to try for 70? And Kobe responded, nah, I'll get it in another time. A month later, he drops 81. Count it up. <sighs> yeah, that 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 whole Kobe season is uh is a blizzard. Uh that that is yeah. Antarctica. That is that, that, that is that, that is snow that is snowmageddon that we got into, into that, last year. That run of Kobe games is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And that quote to go with it, yeah, that's icy. That's icy. <laughs> Couple more. Moses Malone on the 76ers back in the 80s. Before the 83 playoffs, he said, foe, foe, foe. Meaning that they were going to sweep all three series to go on and win the finals. They end up winning the title. The 76ers did. They were 12 and 1. Count it up. Uh, I mean, first off, you you didn't you didn't uh, he didn't fold, but he, he went foe, five, foe. Foe, five, foe. Yeah, I mean. Um, it, it, it's a great quote, you know, because it inspired Wendy's to make one of the best meals that we can get, the fo fo fo. Yeah, fo fo fo. You just got to be up in Chicago, man. Uh, but I, I, I think uh, I think the fact that you didn't get it right, like that's that's like Jordan counting backwards from uh, from fifty five, mm. but he but he came like two points short. It's like you got to get it a little bit. I, you gotta, I give you. I give you a zero degrees. He won the finals. I give you a zero degrees. It's it. the crossover where you you don't swish it, like you don't swish the jumper, but it just like rattles in a little bit, and then it goes yeah. down. And you gotta look, you gotta look at the guy going past instead because it took so long for it to finish. Jason Terry, this isn't a quote. Jason Terry getting the Mavs championship logo tattoo in 2011 in the preseason. Count it up. <sighs> I mean, bro, listen, that's icy because everybody sees that. You're talking about you're talking about negative negative twenty-five on that. On the bicep. Everybody, see everybody it. sees it. Everybody sees it. Like you're you're basically like somebody had to look at you one day and be like, Hey bro, that year ain't came yet. <laughs> yeah, it's 2010 when he got it. Yeah, I mean, and and the fact that like he was cooking in the playoffs yeah. as well. <laughs> Just destroying like LeBron James. Like, what are we talking about here? All right, last one. This is for your boy. Tell me who said this quote, and then I'll then you can give it a designation. Oh boy, mailman don't deliver on Sunday. Count it up. Mailman don't deliver on Sunday. Now I feel like I'm about to be embarrassed by this. Scotty Pippen to the Utah Jazz in the finals. Mailman don't deliver on Sunday. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. I knew it had to be a bull, too, but I was like, I feel like Jordan would say it, but there weren't enough curse words in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's disrespectful. too. Was that the first championship or the second one? I have to look it up. I was going to say, because it's even more disrespectful if it's the first one, because then you played them again and did it again. <laughs> it's even more of like a if if it's the first one right that's that's a that's a that's a 15 to 20 degree negative 15 to 20 yeah i mean but if it's if it's like he said it he said it to him in game one of the 97 finals <laughs> so there was another finals after that oh that's icy game one too it's icy before they had beat him. <laughs> all right last counted up we done we're done with the quotes but last counted up i want to throw this one in here alex rodriguez is reportedly scrambling to come up with his half of the money so that he can buy the timberwolves now not only was he like courtside in all the playoff games looking like he already bought them but um he's scrambling can't find the money a rod just can't come up with the dough um count it up could ben affleck afford his share of the timberwolves <laughs> Do you do you want Ben Affleck to buy the Timberwolves? <laughs> Just, what, it doesn't matter about me at this point. What is your reasoning behind wanting Ben Affleck to buy oh, the Timberwolves? Just, uh, just the Jenny from the block switch. <laughs> I'll give it to you on that one. I, I, I'm I'm uh <laughs> I'm surprised because like. A-Rod's tried to buy like ten teams, hasn't he? He's <laughs> like, trying, none, man. This one looked like it was gonna be the working. closest. I mean, hey, listen, hey, they say if you don't succeed, try and try again. <laughs> like, he's taking that to heart, man. So, shout out to him. I hope he gets them. Um, I think him, I, I think him breaking up with J-Lo played a big part in that, though, didn't it? Because I wasn't cheating on This is why I'm saying, could ben Affleck, do you think Ben Affleck could afford it now? <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, all right, okay, all right. I'm there you up. go. Go listen to Lockdown Mavs. Go listen to Lockdown Bulls. We're still covering our teams <laughs> daily. We also have a podcast for every single NBA team, so if your team wasn't covered enough or if we didn't talk about your player, go listen to them. And uh, great stuff covering on the Lockdown Women's Basketball show talking about the WNBA playoffs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Boom. Boom.